You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars Resistance episodes, The New World and No Place Safe. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Oh, hey, sorry. Uh, I was just, uh, sorry, my, hey, Star Wars fans, I was just getting, uh, I was delving into this uh, Colin Trevorrow script. Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is that the thing that's out today? I've been so yeah. busy at work that I haven't been. I haven't oh, been you on... haven't. Oh, you haven't no. heard. Oh shoot. no! Is that out there? Is that is yeah. that reportedly <laughs> out supposedly there? Supposedly the, the script leaked, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then everybody's talking about it, and you know how it goes. It's like, oh, this is so much better than what we got, and it's the same old stuff. But um, I just want to point that out. It's, it's just funny how. It's just that's the day and age we're in now. Where it's just like, well, what could it have been, and would it have been better? And it's just like, I don't know. It's just it's a script, you know. Who knows what would have happened? But I don't, I don't want to get down a rabbit hole because we gotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were gonna try to stay away from news, but I just thought that was really funny that was coming out today. <laughs> I uh, just like that the one day that I managed to avoid the news is the day that apparently Colin Trevorrow's script leaks. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll find it later. Nice. Yeah, nice. I'll be just interested to see, like, what's, yeah. maybe we'll talk about it next week or something. Like, uh, it's apparently it's pretty legit, and I don't know. It's just a lot of people are talking about it. There's YouTube videos already about it, and it's. We'll wait till you read, and we'll we'll talk about it maybe next week. But yeah, anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll try and and find this and dig into it. Uh, yeah, and next week we can come back and. Uh, and uh, and talk Maybe about talk it. About hey, I uh, yeah. before before we jump jump in, I I you've been doing those those Bandai kits, hey? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're in so, love with those things. <laughs> I, I I don't know how I got into this. You know what happened it was real quick. I'll, yeah. I was just my wife was in Hobby Lobby and I you know I was with her shopping just to hang around. Yeah. So I, a lot of times I'll just I was walking around and they have tons of cool. Hobby Lobby is like a Michaels and and, and yeah. all that craft shop. So they have these. Um, I was just walking around. They have a ton of cool Star Wars like signs and 3D posters and all this and that. And then uh, as we were walking out, I saw a guy have a little plastic kit, and I saw it was a Boba Fett, and, and I was like, "What is that?" And he goes, "Oh, these are just model kits or whatever." Yeah. So I went back and I checked them out, and um, I just went down a rabbit hole. You know, long story short, I, that was the kicking off point for me. Is yeah. I saw those. They're 12 inch. Uh, they're 112 scale, and I, like I said, to make a long story short, they're just fantastic. I'm having a great time putting these together. Highly customizable if you want to do your own paint schemes, uh, and it's just the fact that you get to like you can point it out and put it on the shelf and go, look, I made that. I painted it. You know, I mm-hmm. customized it myself. So, um, yeah, it, this has been a lot of fun. And I tell you what, the detail. Uh, you put these up against a, a Hasbro, and I tell you, most of them. Uh, these Bandai kits are more detailed than uh, yeah. than the, uh, the Hasbro stuff. So yeah, no, that's been uh, my you got, thing. I, I noticed that you're you're kind of converting people, and I've I've looked at them in the past, and I've definitely done 
Um, I've done model kits in, in the past. And one of the a Bandai one, in fact, was I, uh, and I think I've still got it kicking around somewhere. Um, is the the Delta Seven Jedi Starfighter. Okay. And yeah. uh, I started it. it. It it's the the Jedi Starfighter at one sixty fourth scale. I want to say, um, maybe one one twenty eight. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's pretty small. Like it, like the actual Jedi Starfighter is pretty tiny, but uh, it's it comes with the um, the hyperspace ring, and uh, I I I started it, but but didn't get didn't get all the way through it. This is we're talking about probably eleven years ago. I. Mm. Uh, and uh, actually, oh man, maybe even longer. Huh, a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, probably closer to like fourteen. Um, man, this make me feel old. I, I, a whole kid yeah. who could complete a model kit ago. <laughs> I haven't yeah. managed to finish it. Um, but but the figures, I don't know. Like that, that's a little bit. That seems like it's a little bit of a quicker project, and. Uh, uh, something that maybe I'm going to take a look at, but yeah, no glue, you know, it's yeah. no glue. It's all snap. And like I said, most of the kits come in the color scheme of the, of the character. But, um, like with the Vader, I did some painting on it myself to make it look a certain way. Uh, the Boba Fett, I'm probably gonna have to paint a little bit and you don't have to, and they come with these decals or water decals or stickers. Yeah. And, and, and some of the things, the stickers are just, they're, sometimes too hard so that's why i would i would do some really detailed painting like vader's belt boxes i ended up painting that myself so yeah it's just super fun um you know like i said no glue so you don't have to worry about that and they snap together and the the figures have all been great i've got kylo ren i've got darth vader boba fett i got a stormtrooper on the way um there's a short trooper that looks really kick kick butt man so yeah i don't know it's like like you said i've just been on that and i think paul Yes, right. Paul messaged me today. He started going down the rabbit hole like, oh, maybe I'll check into these things. But yeah. And you, you talked about the vehicles. Yeah. Tons of vehicles, too. Oh, they've and, done so many vehicles woo! now. Yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And uh, those are probably on, a, on another level, like the, the figures. I'm just starting with the figures and then maybe we'll see about tackling some of the vehicles because those can be a yeah. little harder. Um, yeah. Doing vehicles is a different thing because you got to worry about yeah. distressing them and. I mean, like, I guess if you got a if you got a stormtrooper and you wanted to make it like sand trooper style, or like say you wanted to do like a Mandalorian, Mandalorian. style yeah. or something like that, and make them make yeah. them nice and dirty. But um, yeah. yeah, man, I'm excited that that you're that you're that you're into that. You your kids are older, so you've got the spare time. <laughs> I just, yeah, they, yeah, I got they I have time around. for Lego, and that's about it. That's about yeah. It. Well, that's right. You were putting some Legos together. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I was at that point too, putting Legos together and. And now that my kids are watching me put these together, they're kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know? And yeah. uh, I mean, they're they're a little expensive. You know, they can run from, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 bucks. Um, but for me, it's just like, it, you know, it takes... A, a, a six-inch Black Series is twenty nine ninety nine. 20, yeah. So, oh, is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like $35, $40 for a model kit at 12 inches. That's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. And they take a while. I mean, you could... Oh, it took mine a couple days. I just had a great idea. There's a so I've talked about it before on the podcast, but there's a comic called Star Wars Infinities, and it ends. Mm-hmm. Return yeah. of the Jedi ends with um, Vader survives. Anakin survives. He doesn't die, and uh, and the last basically the last panel of the the comic is the Emperor gets away. He they don't they don't manage to defeat him. Which, um, which I guess it's not that much of a Star Wars Infinities now, but because um, <laughs> yeah. he survives anyways. But um, because Vader lives, Anakin lives. They he he walks out like they're all kind of on the Nebulon uh, frigate, uh, like like same as the end of Empire kind of. Um, and and they're they're talking about what they're gonna do next, and. Uh, the door, like one of these, this door opens and out walks Anakin, mm. um, and and they're kind of they're kind of like, oh man, how I don't know how we're gonna stop the Emperor, and uh, uh, and basically like the word bubble in one panel is like, well, he won't be able to stand against all of us, mm. and like as a family sort of thing, and then it and then it, the last panel is Vader, and it's the Vader costume, but it's all in white. Instead, oh, of, wow. instead of being black and yeah. you could totally get i i one of those model kits and you could paint it i mean yeah. you could do that to a regular action figure as well but um but man maybe i'll do that just to make yeah my it's star wars infinity stream come true but yeah 
And, and you know what? And, and if you're if you're on the bubble, like I kind of I was like I wasn't sure because past model kits I, I you know I struggle with sometimes. Hmm. So I went down the the rabbit hole of YouTube and I just typed in you know Bandai Star Wars, and there's tons of videos of model builders way better than I am that are doing custom stuff and and they actually do a kind of review of side by side like a Bandai to a to a 12 inch um, yeah. or six inch uh, Hasbro and and for I got to tell you. The majority are putting these things higher, so I go. You know what? Let me let me take a look at this, and sure enough, so uh, yeah. If you're at all like, oh, I don't know, just check out YouTube, man. You'll you'll see how, how it's kind. Of, I mean, like like they they have the comparable posability to like a black series, oh, but yeah, yeah the, the sculpts yeah. are going to be better because the it's a very different type of plastic, right? Yeah. So you can get you can get sharper detail on the uh, on the 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 hard. Um, model plastic that you can't get on like a more rubberized plastic like uh like like the action figures are made out of these days so right um yeah right. yeah you're gonna you're just gonna get a higher level of detail um, and, and, and then the paint job is up to you right so either yeah, like you right. get in there and you you do boba fett like real boba fett or you mm-hmm. know you can the other the other cool thing is that you can customize you can because uh, it's really they're they're built to to take the paint. So do you do yeah. do you do primer first, or are you just going like details over the the color? The last few I just I've just done straight uh, color, no primer or anything, yeah. and it seems to be working. So yeah, you don't necessarily. Have, I mean, some of the like the Vader figure kind of had to because it's a dark, it's a black, and and I wanted to do some kind of metal gray for the shoulder bells and the shoulders. So you kind of had to do a few a few passes of it, but um, man, it looks great. And yeah, and you know what it is too the plastic, like you said about the way they can do with plastic. Like Vader's shins are shiny. Like mm-hmm. you just can't you just can't do that with a like you said with a twelve inch the, the plastic they use or Hasbro. So it's a hard plastic, and you know the shiny parts that are supposed to be shiny are really shiny. They look like it's a you know a real piece of. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever's supposed to be metal or something, and C-3PO. The difference between, I mean, it's stunning. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a shiny gold, you know, uh, plastic, not like you'd see on a, like a dull yellow on a, on a figure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's, uh, it's my new thing. Like I, I think I'm gonna do these uh, in instead of uh, the 12 inch or the six inch uh, Hasbro now, nice. just because I think it's fun, you know. And then you could say, hey, I put these together and painted it. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. So, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, with that, let's. Uh, we got two recaps to do. This is oh, a double yeah. episode because it was a back to back. So, uh, uh, yeah, let's jump in. Let's jump let's in. Jump in. Calculate the jump, Chop. <laughs> I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Kenobi! Hand it over, Ewok. No! So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now, it's time for the Rebel Cells. Episode Recap. Yeah, so two two episodes, like you said, we're starting off with The New World, directed by Stuart Lee, and we got Kiri Hart and Jennifer Corbett uh, writing and penning this yeah, one. Yeah, uh, Kiri Hart I, I did additional writing on both of these episodes, which is interesting, because I think actually... I think actually Kiri Hart left the story group. I think she left. Exactly. I was so just going to say that. Yeah, this, but obviously these would have been written a while ago, right? So Yeah, definitely. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, get started. So here we go. Uh, as Chaos finishes up repairs on the fireball, some turbulence startles him. He and CB23 uh, race to the corridors where they find Niku. The Niku confirms that they're not under attack. Rather, the Colossus has arrived at the planet Eos, their new home. I think, did I say that right? Eos? Eos? I think so, I Eos. I think Eos. Eos, yeah. So so here we go. We start off with the Colossus. Uh, Kaz, is, he's working on the fireball mic, and it's, uh, all of a sudden, this, you know, it starts shaking. Like, well, what the heck's going on? Uh, so the, the turbulence is caused uh, because they're in this atmosphere on this new planet. 
the planet to hide out on, it looks like they're going to do. And uh, Doza, it seems like, Mike, that Doza just like, and he says it in this particular episode. He's just like, I'm tired of running. You know, I'm tired of dealing with this. And I just want to, it sounds like he just wants to, you know, find a place in the outer rim or the outer reaches uh, and, and, and not get involved, right? I mean, that's kind of what you got from it. Yeah, that yeah, it is it, it interesting cuz I'm going to I'm going to say this has been one of the major failings of the show. It was so unclear that mm-hmm. this was Doza's end game. That he yeah, was like yeah. like I don't know. I it, for me it would have been much more compelling writing if if after the events of the season 1 finale with the destruction of Hosnian Prime the attack on the Colossus itself, that they would have been going like, what we need is we got it. We need to gather resources and we need to, to gather some forces and then we need to strike back at the first order. Right. But instead what we got is we're going to gather resources long enough that we can find somewhere to hide. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, like that's a, it's one is a yes and, and one is a, but no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah. in storytelling, not always, but, but, you know, definitely like in improv, it's a it's yes. And is a big thing. But I always think that like for moving a story forward, if you can do it from a yes and place, you're always going to be in a stronger position. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the, um, uh, I mean, so Ryan Johnson from from J.J. Abrams is very much a yes and, uh, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because J.J. Abrams sets up Luke Skywalker disappeared. He abandoned his family. He abandoned the galaxy. And so Ryan Johnson goes, instead of going, no, but he's still a hero, he goes, yes, and the man who would do that is not who you remember Luke Skywalker as. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a lot has happened. He's been through hell and back. And that's what The Last Jedi does. Unfortunately, Rise of Skywalker, in my opinion, comes in in a lot of places, not with Luke, but in other places and goes, no, but that was a lie. Here's the yeah. truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like like especially when you're doing this, this sort of um communal storytelling across uh i mean it's transmedia right so it's transmedia meaning that it's across multiple platforms right uh books comics movies uh uh, video games i yes and is always going to be the fallen order is a really great example of yes and Mm. right because instead of that story going like um the way that that starts for a, for a, for a hardcore star Wars fan, like, like those of us uh, who are into the animated stuff is yet another Padawan has managed to survive the purge. And instead of it going, you know, I, I, Oh, well, you know, but, but this is different from Kanan's story. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not like a, like a, it's not apologizing for it. Instead, it goes, yeah, and and this is why his story is important, <laughs> right? Like this is why mm. this one Padawan. It's always it always comes back to the Force, right? And to me, it's it's a matter of um, in order for the Force to be at work in all things, they need the stories need to feel like they they make sense together mm-hmm. right like they like like they all exist for a reason so uh cal kestis's story not to i i'm not gonna i'm trying not to spoil this too much but um his story kind of revolves around um i the the children of the episode children of the force from i i, yeah. I star wars clone wars clone wars yeah. right so it's very much like like Fallen Order is a really great example of here's the Clone Wars, yes, and here's this story about Cal Kestis, this character that we've never met before, and his his master who we've also never met before, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, but it follows all of the rules 
of the Clone Wars in the sequences that are related to the Clone Wars. But then it also, even though it's about probably 10 years before um, I, I Star Wars Rebels, it follows all of the rules of Star Wars Rebels as well. So we see Inquisitors. Right. I, I, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going to say anything else. We see Inquisitors. We see, <laughs> we see um, the Empire and what they're doing and the Inquisitorious. And instead, I mean, like, it's a video game, so it kind of has to add in a few elements in order to make it more video gamey. But, but it does go like, yes, there are Inquisitors, and there's also the rest of the Inquisitorious. So we never got to see that stuff in in Star Wars Rebels, um, but maybe there's a reason for that, and we might get that in Fallen Order uh-huh. in the sequel yeah. to Fallen Order, right? Sequel, yeah. I, I, like I mean, uh, one of these days. Have you finished it yet? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I think yeah. I think you, me, and Paul need to do a faster, more intense at some point um, sure, yeah, to talk about Fallen Order because there's yeah. a lot of stuff in there that that that's worth discussing, but resistance on the flip of all of that to me feels like a lot of no buts you know what i mean like it mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of like well the first order drove you from your home world the yes and is like yes and we're gonna it's a hero story we're gonna yeah. train as a squadron we're gonna find more pilots we're gonna do all this stuff and we're gonna take the fight to them and it's like it's like the first order defeated you guys. It's like, no, but we survived, so we're gonna go hide now. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know why I want to watch that TV show. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like it. Yeah. It's just this thing of of, and I'm saying all this right now because this idea it, it rubs me the wrong way. That said, these two episodes are great. Um, it's actually the first time in a long time that this show has felt like a Star Wars show, especially mm. the second episode. Oh, sure. Like yeah. the second yeah. episode is everything we want Star Wars Resistance to be. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but but this and this first episode is a great like we go to an alien world, we interact with an alien civilization, and discover that they're not actually that alien because it's Star Wars, and we. Right tie it into the into the rebellion and we tie it into the resistance and the first order and it's all kind of connected right mm-hmm. um so it actually does a lot of really great world building a lot of a, lo- a lot of really fun stuff um yeah but unfortunately like the, the premise of the season is that the colossus a gigantic refueling platform that actually does have a lot of guns on it uh and previously had both the aces and the pirates has decided to run instead of fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, maybe in these last two episodes, we're going to, we're going to get that turn turned around. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. really wish that we didn't spend the series is done in, in two more episodes. You're right, right. So yeah. it really is kind of a moot point now. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't. It just it just feels like such a wasted opportunity to me. Yeah, because um, well, we could have, a, we could have had a yeah. whole season of episodes like this. Yeah, there's oh, not a sure. reason why we couldn't, right? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, and this is um the reason he's stopping here too. I don't know if I mentioned it. it was just I guess this is not a high value planet. Is what they said in the in the episode for the uh, for the first order. Yeah. So hey, and I thought this was like this is like a, like a turning point in this in these two episodes. I thought, oh man, this is going to be a serious shift in tone for this for this series and it's going to finish how's you know with two more episodes left but it it makes you think that and then we got you know the turn uh it actually doesn't go the way i thought it was going to go so anyway um go ahead mike yeah uh though kaz has misgivings about simply claiming a new world as their own captain doza believes that aos will be a safe haven from the first order soon thereafter yeager dispatches the aces on a recon mission with Kaz and Griff taking one sector, while Tora and Hype cover another area. Um, this is the other element to this episode. This is one of the things that makes this episode really great, is that this is the first time we've actually gotten time alone with Griff. Mm, yeah. And of all of the aces, he's the one that I actually want to know the most about, because he's a former <laughs> yeah. Imperial pilot. How yeah. does he feel about the First Order? What's his relationship to the Empire? 
Like, was he just a soldier? Did he defect at some point? Did he abandon? Like, did he go AWOL or something? Like, there's so much more about Griff that we don't get answers to in this episode. But not only do we get a little bit of time with him to to get to know his character, we do get little hints at backstory. And then his inclusion actually becomes an entanglement at one mm-hmm. point, right? So yeah. that character used really well. I, we're recording later than normal. If you can hear the Velociraptor in the background, it's because it's bath time. And uh, and, <laughs> and not everybody agrees that bath time is a great time. So, uh, what? Who doesn't like a bath? Come yeah, on now. So, so if you can hear that, I don't know if it's picking up on the microphones. But uh, but I, I apologize for that. You're just going to kind of have to put up with it this week. Hey, well, anyway, uh, uh, speaking of, you know, talking about Griff, after, here we go. After they land on the beach, Kaz asks Griff about his past with the Empire. The former Thai pilot says that Captain Doza convinced him to defect and that the Empire wasn't worth saving. Kaz and Griff get separated, however, and Ziona becomes alarmed when he discovers a decimated village and a First Order Stormtrooper helmet. So there you go. Uh, first of all, Kaz, he, at the beginning of the scene, he's, he, he even t- talks to Griff. He's like, I don't even know if I want to fight anymore. So he has this weird change. Like he, he doesn't know if he wants to fight anymore. Um, and it's kind of changed him from when he was a new Republic pilot. So, uh, here's the part though, that we find out that Doza was Griff's commanding officer and Doza convinced him to leave. Like it says in the recap here, uh, to leave the empire and start new. So kind of, it's almost like it kind of re- reminds me of a little bit of the Rise of Skywalker with Finn um, and the Horse Awakens and how he left and, and Janna and her crew of stormtroopers or uh, you know they were stormtroopers mm-hmm. and kind of defected. So that kind of kind of vibe has, has been going around. So kind of that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I don't. Here you go, Mike. You know, he, him and Doza. You know, they were once a thing, and they both kind of abandoned the Empire together. So we got a little bit of backstory. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you want me to continue? Yeah, go ahead. I uh, Kaz continues exploring and uncovers a hidden Rebel outpost from long ago. That's why the First Order was here, he says, to make sure no one else could use the base. Mm. Kaz starts to leave to to alert Captain Doza when native Aosian warriors, weapon in hand, stop him. So they're they're the whole point of this mission is is they're they're scoping out the planet to make sure that it's a safe place. And unfortunately, they've they've figured out, although I like on the one hand, it's like, okay, the First Order does know that this planet had a a rebel base on it at one point. On the other hand, they think that they've cleared it. But but I mean, in the next episode, we'll get the reason why it's not a safe place. But um, yeah, 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 I I, I like this. I I like that 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 we're kind of building out the galaxy a little bit and and playing into um into some of the other stories that have been told recently, including the last Jedi and like going like, Oh, there are, uh, there were other rebel bases. It wasn't just, it mm-hmm. wasn't just Hoth yeah. and Yavin. Yeah. Right? Like, it's crazy. They, huh? Yeah. There were rebel bases kind of all over the galaxy. All over Dantooine. And yeah. 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 yeah no. Uh, and, and also back on the Colossus, Doza, um, he kind of notes, to Yeager that, you know, they can thrive on this planet for years. I mean, it's obviously got plenty of uh, water and food and everything. So he's really thinking about, you know, staking claim here and as mm-hmm. and uh, setting up for, for a long time. So uh, next, Kaz and CB-23 find themselves in a cell with Griff, their neighbor, uh, and all unable to contact the Colossus. Meanwhile, the world's in, uh, ha- inhabitants approach the Colossus and they are not happy. Matters become worse when B1 leads a squad of super battle droids to the hangar and a clash erupts. Eager calls for a ceasefire and for everyone to fall back. They retreat behind the hangar's blast doors, but the Aosians and the super battle droids continue to fight. So another thing too is like, I really love the world. Like this thing is a beautiful planet and I love the colors of it. And I love these Aosian warriors and just the whole vibe of them. They have this, you know, obviously aquatic, um, I don't want to say like I know I, I saw a couple of references to um, uh, what's the James Cameron movie Avatar, mm. uh, but no, I think sure. it's really cool looking uh, characters. So yeah, I mean like like they're not the the most original design. I I don't sure. know if I'd go to Avatar, but like they kind of remind me of Abe Sapien from uh, uh, Oh Hellboy yeah. more That's than right. anything because uh, mm-hmm. they've got that same kind of fish mouth fish face thing. 
going on. But um, I don't care. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't yeah. bother me, right? <laughs> like yeah. at a certain point, like Star Wars is definitely full of all sorts of um, unique designs. But at the same time, uh, there's so much of Star Wars that's, I don't want to say derivative, but like they, it shares elements with other stuff. Trandoshans look like the Gorn from Star Trek, right? Like, mm, yeah. like there's, uh, I mean, the, the, uh, literally the outfit that Bosk wears, a different character wears in A New Hope, and it was actually, a costume from an episode of Doctor Who that was just <laughs> lying around a studio sort of thing and they pulled it out of an archive, not an archive, but like just sort of a, a a storehouse and used it to fill out the cantina. So it's not that Star Wars needs to be the most original thing at all times. Uh, and to me, it's all, there's always kind of the, uh, the, the argument, and I say this a lot with video games as well and graphics and, 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 and with CG and movies, when people are like, yeah, well, it didn't look real. Mm-hmm. And it's like, or it's not original. And I'm like, I don't care if it's real or original. I just care if it's cool, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and I did like the design of these characters. They, it made sense. They were on a water-based planet. They're, they're a water-based civilization. Like, it, it, it all tied itself together really nicely and and i don't know i didn't even have a thought while watching the episode so i'm just mm. kind of reacting to what you're saying yeah, um, yeah i yeah. i had no thought of like ugh, this again <laughs> right it's like no that's they're just they're water aliens there's only yeah. there's only so many ways to do that that could speak a uh, pretty basic english yeah <laughs> yeah now as we'll find out here in the next actually in the next go ahead mike you want to <laughs> yeah sorry i gotta scroll down to the next page uh, in the alien fortress, guards move Kaz, Griff, and CB-23 to a throne room where the Aeosian queen comes to meet them. She speaks perfect basic, calling Kazuda and Griff intruders and blaming them for the death of their healer in a recent attack. Kaz ensures her that the first that, that was the first order. Sorry. Whew. Uh, and promises to help her people. Um, the, the queen won't listen and orders them all to be fed to something called the Krakabora. <laughs> While being transported to his execution, Cass sees the Aeosian injured. He makes a hasty escape and delivers a quick shot of meds to a comatose citizen. Furious at his outburst, the queen is ready to destroy Cass, but the injured Aeosian begins to stir. Upon seeing this, the queen lowers her weapon, and Cass promises that she, if she lets them go, they will deliver more medicine to her people so yeah the queen thinks um that they're the ones responsible for the attack and i'm assuming it's because of the the colossus that it is it just looks like you know the colossus is wasn't it a first order uh vehicle no 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 i so what what she says i really loved this actually this was some great writing The, the i think she calls them like sky pyramids or something like that or pyramids in the sky, which is great because mm-hmm. that's a star destroyer, right? Um, and the Colossus to an alien species that doesn't know what a star destroyer looks like perfectly, they just saw it in the sky. To see the Colossus, you'd be like, Well, that's one of them, yeah, because right. it is the Colossus is dagger shaped, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's wide at the top and then comes to a point at the bottom. Now we know that it's oriented from like top to bottom, like pointing down as opposed to a star destroyer, which is from front to back. Right. Yeah. Right. So we go like, well, that's not, that's not the same thing. Yeah. Right. And we also know, we also know from the clone wars why it's oriented that way because it's a refueling depot. So uh, much like uh, uh, there's a, there's a refueling depot in one episode and there's also uh, uh, the, um, the medical center. Uh, in another episode of the Clone Wars, they the ships come in and they dock, kind of uh, this kind of like in a star formation around and become like spokes on a hub around the platform, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the idea of the design. So you don't make the. It's not a wide platform; it's a tall platform, right? Yeah. Um, so like we have all of that understanding, but these aliens don't. And so they see it and they, what they see is a ship from outer space that is shaped like a pyramid or a big knife, a big dagger. And they go like, well, clearly these are the same guys. 
right? Mm-hmm. And then and then beyond that, they're also human, right? So the, like everybody right. who came down is human. So the assumption is, well, this is they're they're all they're all the same. So I thought that was a really cool, um, just subtle thing to do in the writing of like, like let's let's explore the the opinions of of these sort of indigenous um uh, uh native races on these planets and how they would perceive really any core core worlders right coming mm-hmm. to to the outer rim to one of these other planets mm-hmm. so i thought that was really cool i really liked that element i thought it was that the we i mean we've seen a colossus refueling station used by the first order so i'm you know, I was just thinking, oh, I thought it was a, yeah. you know what I mean? Like she saw that again and maybe thought it was the, you know, them coming back. No, I don't was... like it, it's it, like it, the storyline just tells us that they came and attacked. Right. Mm, so yeah. we, don't, we don't have any reason to believe that, that they were. The refueling station was. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lo- like, I think you're right. Like there was the one, but the story there is that the first order took it over. Right. Mm. Like they want to do to the Colossus. So, yeah. And the queen, um, Voiced by Lucy Lawless. I know that was a yep. big thing. She's Zena, back, so. warrior princess. Zena, yeah, exactly. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Continue. Yeah, uh, the Azo. The, sorry, the Aeosians finally breach the blast doors, but a distant alarm causes them to slowly back away. Kaz, yelping from his t- ride atop the Krakovora, feeds. Uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, I can't talk. Arrives <laughs> with the Aeosian queen. Kaz delivers the medicine to the Aeosians and Captain Doza apologizes to the queen for trespassing. Believing the denizens of the Colossus to be honorable like the rebels who came to Aeos before them, the Aeosian queen grants Doza and his people permission to stay on her world. So we this kind of gloss over B1 and the battle droids a little bit, right? Mm, Did we bring yeah. that up? Did it I mean, it's in, the, it's in the recap, but yeah, no, we didn't really talk about that, yeah, about him coming out and trying to fight him yeah yeah i guess yeah i guess there's just kind of the one there's just kind of the one uh mm-hmm. the one little section but yeah um yeah b1 b1 gets his gets his butt handed to him <laughs> yeah exactly uh, i'll finish it up while the yeah. good while this is good news the experience has also brought forth some hard truths for calves we have to fight until we win he says the war is coming for us even if this peaceful place that seems so far away from everything it's going to find us Eager replies that whatever comes, they'll face it together. So this is what I was kind of talking about earlier. Like, first of all, Kaz was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And then going through this episode, at the end here, he has this this new new look on things. And he's like, you know what? We have to fight. I'm going to stay, and, and we're going to fight this, and, and I want to fight it. So uh, a little change of heart there. So we jump, Mike, right back into no uh, – jump into the second episode, No Safe Place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, same same writers here, Brad Rod directing. Uh, now docked on the new home of Aeos, Captain Doza gives the Aeos and Queen a tour of the Colossus. Meanwhile, Kaz, feeling a duty to fight the evil of the First Order, has decided to leave the platform and return to the Resistance. In space, Commander Pyre launches probe droids to hunt down the Colossus. Tam and Jace Ruckland discuss these developments with both, uh, well, uh, with both ear to get back into the cockpit of the TIE Fighter. So this is another big moment for you know i'm thinking wow you know this is this is kind of a big story element here with with it coming to an end kaz um you know telling Yeager, hey you know i can't stay in longer i gotta i and i can't stay and sit this fight out i have to leave to, and and he's actually contacted by norath and he says hey let's rendezvous uh at the at the uh resistance base so yeah, yeah, I thought this was a big turn for a second Sorry, here, right? Really quick, I just want to correct yeah. you because I think you said it's the same writers, but it's Kiri Hart is writing on this one as well, but it's uh, Gavin Hynight. Oh, okay, gotcha. Writer. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, it feels for a minute like the story is about to really kick into high gear and Kaz is going to go rejoin the resistance. But you <laughs> yeah. kind of, yeah, I mean, like you also know, like he's not going to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've got all these other characters that we care about, and the stuff with Tam isn't resolved. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, for a moment they had me though. I was like, "Whoa, you know, yeah. they're really gonna leave everybody there, and, and we're just gonna get Kaz and him with the Resistance, and this is how it's gonna finish up." So, uh, definitely had me going there for a moment. But anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Kaz bids farewell to his friends. All are sorry to see him go, including an especially emotional Niku. 
Yeager mm. gifts the young pilot the fireball and embraces him warmly. You've changed a lot since you first got here, Kazuda, Yeager says. You're not the awkward kid that came here with Poe. I'm proud of you. Now, I don't know what Yeager is seeing in Kaz that you're not seeing, <laughs> yeah. but I would say that Kaz had a moment around the season finale where he was no longer that awkward kid and was growing into a, a leader. Um, but then very quickly it just reverted back to, to him falling over and bumping into things and pushing buttons that he shouldn't yeah. push and stuff. But, but um, I appreciate that they want us to believe that Kaz has grown as a character and in yeah. some ways he has, um, but in, in other ways that it's, he's exactly the same as he was in season <laughs> one. So, well, even, even Yeager says that he goes, uh, you know, I'm proud of you Kaz. And he says, you've changed a lot since coming yeah. to them. And yeah, I guess a little bit, but <laughs> I can see where you're coming from. But, um, uh, oh, and also, uh, Kaz says he's going to Batu, So you got a little, you know, yeah. You know, it's near near Batu. He's not going actually to Batu, but yeah. Oh, um, near it. Okay. Yeah, near yeah. near Batu. That's where the rendezvous point's going to be. Yeah. Um, Ziono and uh, CB23 blast off from Aos, but a probe droid spots them almost immediately. The droid launches homing missiles at the fireball, which Kaz leads directly back to the probe, seemingly destroying it. The aftershock damages the fireball and Kaz's droid, however. And the still-functioning probe sends an image of Ziono back to the First Order. So, yeah, um, Cass, some fancy flying there. Again, we get to see him do his thing, and he's obviously, you know, a great pilot. And um, But gets shocked a little bit. He's out there floating in space. But, yeah, Pyre and uh, Tyranny, they got these probe droids, you know, doing a little Empire Strikes Back stuff right there, you know, <laughs> and sending yeah. out these probe droids. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> Uh, where are we now? Uh, after floating? Yeah. After yeah. floating listlessly through space, Kaz finally figures out a way to jumpstart CB-23. Uh, the droid springs to life and gets to work on the ship. Meanwhile, Tam and Jace get ready to take down the Colossus. With the fireball now somewhat functional, Kaz returns to the Colossus to warn the others. Captain Doza readies the platform's defenses and scrambles the aces. And Yeager tells Kaz to use his personal ship. When Doza asks the Aeosian Queen to lead her people to cover, she declines, instead promising to help the Colossus escape. So, yeah. Yeah, like, here's here's where I say, like, we're finally starting to feel a little bit like Star Wars. Because, mm. A, we're about to have a space battle. A better space battle than the Rise of Skywalker. Um, <laughs> and, go. importantly... Um, <laughs> We're going to combine our ace starfighters with the native population uh, on their awesome dragon monsters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, and yeah. that, it, like, against a bunch of TIE fighters. That's Star Wars. That's mm -hmm. Star Wars right there. And then on top of it, let's introduce a new TIE fighter in this episode. So it's like you've got all oh, of yeah. these different elements yeah. come together that it's like, that's what we want. That's what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Right is I I we want all of the 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 rebel fleet attacking the Death Star, and we also want the Ewoks fighting on the ground, right? Like, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, or or the Naboo starfighters uh, going against the Trade Federation and the Gungans fighting yeah, the little droids, yeah. right? So there's there like there are just these elements of Star Wars that that sometimes I think people forget. This is an important piece. This mm -hmm. is this is a a, a good a good elements of it um, yeah and this brings that back it brings it back in full force yeah i love it it's really really well done yeah you know i forgot to mention too like just before this um you know the uh with tyranny and pyre they recognize that this aos prime when they snap the pictures that uh this is a home to the people who collaborated with the rebel alliance uh in, in the past so um yeah they definitely know about this uh here we go the first order arrives a swarm of tie fighters head to the surface with tam and jace in the mix and the aces soar to meet them tam is shocked to see yeager's fighter among the colossus squadron the fighters battle above the stunning aos landscape while a first order bomber targets the colossus's deflector shields after a direct hit aosians rise from the waters atop Krakavoras 
Two warriors leap onto the bomber and use their advanced weaponry to short out and destroy the First Order ship. So yeah, just a fantastic little, like you said, a, great, a really great battle with the with the background of this planet. And, you know, it's like you said, using the uh, these creatures, the Krakavoras, mm -hmm. uh, these, these warriors riding on top of these spheres, and they're just chucking these spheres at TIE fighters and disabling, almost like an ion cannon type of thing, right? Where they just dismantle the the functioning of the uh, yeah the ties and, and they drop so yeah it's just a really cool battle what do you think yeah it's it's great and and yeah like it's those elements of of like the spears and stuff um, that just make it it just makes it fun right it's yeah because uh, as much as like starfighters against starfighters is still pretty awesome it's just this added element of like of of, of um, texture. Right, it just kind of gives the battle another flavor, and that's always that's always good in my book. Yeah, definitely. And Cat and, and and Tam too. She's still, you know, they kind of intercut with Tam, and and she's out there, and she's still, to me, she's still struggling with, you know, what's going on with her. But it seems like she takes a kind of a major step, uh, mm -hmm. or somewhat of a major step forward in this particular episode. But um, we're yeah. getting there. Go ahead, Mike. You yeah. As it. as the Colossus <laughs> begins its ascent. The First Order Star Destroyer closes in, but Kaz has an idea of how to give the Colossus more time. The Aces will attack the Star Destroyer head on. Tam pursues Kaz, locking onto Yeager's ship, but she hesitates. Kaz uses the extra time to launch a missile at the Star Destroyer's bridge, but Tam deftly shoots the projectile down. Her fighter suffers damage from the explosion and she makes a desperate landing in the hangar bay. With the Colossus clear of the Aeosian atmosphere, Captain Dozer recalls all fighters and makes the jump to light speed. So, I, mm. uh, Tam doing some fancy flying. Dang, uh, well, yeah, fancy right? shooting at least. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's impressive to to bullseye a, a proton torpedo out of the air. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty great. That was a good moment. That was really good. And and Kaz is flying eager ship and and. From what I remember, this is the first time we've seen Yeager's. Have we seen this ship before? Is no, we saw Yeager's ship once in season one okay. when Yeager's brother came to the platform to race. Oh, okay. Remember yeah, they yeah. raced each other? That's the only time. Actually, is that the only time? I think that, I yeah, think I think so. that's the only time we've seen his ship. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We yeah, have really... seen it, but. Um, okay. Actually, no, that's not true. That's not true at all. We saw Yeager in his own ship. When he and Kaz were training them at the beginning of the season. Oh, the training sequence. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's yeah, like for the some reason, I was like, second oh, or third man. episode of the season. Yeah. 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 I was. I, don't yeah, know. I, I think it's probably just because Kaz has never flown Yeager's ship. And it was it was important that Yeager's ship was out. Right. So it's kind of like I like I get where you go. Like, have we seen that before? Um, but yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. And another thing, too, like this when they jumped to light speed. Such a like a great shot of the Colossus, like I said, jumping to hyperspace, and the camera view is of Doza with the Star Destroyer in the background. It's like I don't know that we've ever seen like a jump to light speed in that particular from behind. Yeah. yeah, like looking out the back window. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I, I love that. Anyway, uh, we'll finish it off here. Cass decides that he'll stay with his friends and tells Yeager that he thinks Tam was the pilot who locked onto him, and that she would have fired. Uh, she made her choice, and she turned her back on us, Yeager says. I know you don't want to hear this, but we're going to have to do the same to her. Back on the First Order Star Destroyer, Agent Tierney and Lieutenant Gaelic come to Tam's quarters. Due to, her, due to her impressive display against the Aces, they promote Tam to Second Squadron Commander. So, wow, yeah. Um, Jason's not going to be happy. I was going to say, yeah, that's right. Ruckland's going to be a little jealous. Yeah, yeah um, Cass... You know, you know, her and and him and uh, Tam, you know, they're friends. But sounds like I don't know. She's made her choice to be their enemy, and she's willing to hurt them. So they had. This is what this is what Yeager's basically saying. You have to be willing to kind of mm -hmm. do it back to her too. So I don't know, man. I, I still think there's going to be some kind of redemption thing with Tam. There um, will be. There will yeah. be. Yeah, there's, I'm, I'm sure there is, and it's not going to be something like we got in the Rise of Skywalker where there's going to be like a, a death involved or anything like that, but um, I think they're setting up for some kind of a cool you know, thing for, for Tam to, to help out the Colossus at some point, some major way, hopefully. We'll see how it, we got t 
two more episodes. But anyway, I guess that's it for this one, Mike. Uh, pretty good episodes, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed both of these episodes. Um, like I said, it's the first time I felt like this is really Star Wars hitting on all cylinders um, mm-hmm. in a long time, yeah. really since the season one finale. So, um, yeah, I mean, I could I could almost see where this might have been a season finale at one point. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. I, I but it is not. Um, actually, what what? How many episodes were in season one? Was it eighteen episodes as well? I thought it was like, I thought it was twenty or twenty. Uh, oh no, 20. you're right. It is twenty. Twenty, it is right? 20. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, man, uh, you, you could you could see where this episode actually could have been a season finale if we weren't going to get a. a, a um, sorry, if it, it wasn't being canceled in season two, coming right. to an end. I don't know if it's being canceled or if it's just coming to an end. But yeah, um, yeah we're gonna. I, it's the real the 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 proof will be in the pudding in the next two episodes if we see them like like you said. It feels like like how are they gonna resolve this stuff with Tam? If it feels like it just gets resolved real real quick, then. Um, then I think I'll, I'll lean towards like they got the word that this is going to be the, the end of the series. Yeah. And they were like, okay, we got to do two episodes to wrap it up. Right. Because um, right. really, that's the only loose end. And to me, that's almost like that's the 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 worst best indicator that that this show wasn't really firing on all cylinders. Like that that and like I've said before, like I don't know. I don't know where the fault on this lies because because the writers are good writers, the directors are good directors, mm-hmm. I I and it's it's Lucasfilm animation. So I don't know what happened that the stories became what they became. We've talked about this at length, um, and I think that the show is as good as it can be for all of those uh, uh, sort of. Uh, handicaps that that I that I feel like it, it works under. Um, it does the best job that it can with the premise and the the I think the directive that they have um, to to be for a younger audience and all that sort of thing. Mm. Um, I and and as I've said before, it's not that I think the show is bad. It's just like for me, it's just a hair shy of where I want it to be with star Wars. The biggest thing is that I've said before, like it's either you commit to the comedy and you do freemaker adventures or you gotta, you gotta tell a star Wars story. Mm -hmm. And with this one, it's like they wanted to kind of have the best of both worlds and they do. But is that necessarily what we want as a follow-up to star Wars rebels? Probably not. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, the fact that to bring it back to what I was saying before, the fact that Tam's thread is really the only thread that we need to wrap up in order to call this a season, a series finale instead of a season finale. That kind of tells you how this show is operating on a week to week basis with episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a kid show. This isn't star Wars rebels where like if in season two of star Wars rebels, you just stopped, you'd be like, Whoa, 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 wait a second. We still got the Inquisitors out there. Kanan and Ezra are still Jedi. What, like Ahsoka? What's going on with Ahsoka? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. this end of season two is like Darth Maul, <laughs> holocrons. <Yeah>. What's <laughs> going on? Yeah. If you cut that show off at the end of season two, it would have been it would have been tragic, oh, much man. in the same way that when. Clone Wars. It was first announced that Clone Wars was done in season five. We were all like, wait, what? No way. And then they were like, okay, we're going to put out season six on Netflix. And you're like, okay, thank God we're going to get season six on Netflix. Um, And I feel like season six gave us a very satisfactory ending to the Clone Wars. But there was definitely the question of what about Ahsoka? Right, and obviously we pick that thread up in in um, in Star Wars Rebels, and there's the Ahsoka novel and stuff like that that fills in those blanks. But now we're finally gonna get the actual closure on the Clone Wars, which is we're gonna bring it all the way up to Revenge of the Sith, 
right to to mm-hmm. order 66 really to, oh, yeah. to the to the end of the clone wars mm-hmm. um so the clone wars series will end when the clone wars end i uh, and that's great that's perfect um but but i uh, but yeah with this series it's like they're gonna they're gonna wrap up the tam storyline in the next two episodes and um and then i'm gonna go okay and then kaz goes and joins the resistance I don't really like, I mean, I care if the rest of the aces join the resistance as well, but at the same time, it also kind of at this point doesn't matter. Right. Cause yeah. it's not important to the show mm-hmm. and they're not visible in the movie. So it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, so, they said they were, but I still haven't found them yet. Yeah. But, you um, know, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, you. I, so yeah, like, I, I don't know. We'll see how the next two episodes go. Um, these two episodes were great. It's just, it is that too, too little, too late sort of thing sure. of like, man, yeah. if the rest of the season had been on this level, I would have been pretty happy. This still isn't Star Wars Rebels or the Clone Wars. No, no. Right. But it is a good Star Wars story. These two episodes are a really good Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, well, like I said, we'll see how the next two episodes go. Yeah. Speaking of which, well, next yeah. week. Next week. Uh, we got uh, rebuilding the resistance. So I don't know. Maybe we are going to kind of tie this in a little bit more. Uh, resistance recruits need an escort getting off of Dantooine. But unfortunately, Tam is assigned to destroy the recruits. So mm. I think that we're going to see Tam really wrestling with with um, whether or not she actually wants to be in the First Order. Um, yeah. And I think that one of the things that we might end up seeing, one of the things that would push Tam back towards the heroic side is if now that she's the second squadron commander, um, Jace, uh, gets, gets, um, conditioned. And if he gets conditioned and then like she talks to him and he doesn't take his helmet off and he kind of just is, is, is a zombie obedient soldier sort of thing. I think that might be the sort of thing to let like clue her in of like, this isn't what you think it is. Right. The first order is not a bunch of good guys. In which case, like then I think, um, in the last episode, we know that it's going to be eager and Kaz trying to rescue Tam. Tam, um, that, that might make more sense, but yeah, but going back to Dantooine, what the Dantooine, they're what? on Dantooine. They weren't yeah. on Dantooine. Dantooine's much too remote to make it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? It's yeah, crazy. Dantooine. I'm re- it's the really interesting thing is will Dantooine look like it did in Knights of the Old Republic cuz in the very first Knights of the Old Republic game, Dantooine was the uh the the home of the Jedi enclave that you go to. Mm. Um, and it was like kind of, it was a grassy planet full of grassy okay. plains with yeah. these with these big sort of uh ant hill type mounds uh in the distance uh because they based Antoine off of the same Ralph McQuarrie painting that was originally possibly Alderaan. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. uh, there were a couple of different different concepts for Alderaan and that was one of them was like these grassy plains and these mountains. But that became Lothal. Yeah. They used that for Star Wars Rebels to create Lothal, right? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Here we go. Two more. That's it. Two more to go, and then we're done. And then a couple weeks off, and then we'll be back for the Clone Wars. Clone Wars, yeah. And you know, like, come on, man. After two seasons of Star Wars Resistance, jumping back into the Clone Wars is going to be like coming home, man. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I get the tinglys just thinking about it. Uh, We're so close. It's a month away, man. It's a month away. We're so close. Uh, Awesome. Well, on that very, very positive note, uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. Uh, and, of course, you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebelspodcast, on Twitter at rebelspodcast, and on Instagram at rebelcells. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt at the Crankster. That's Crankster with a K. You guys know we're a part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other 
great podcasts in the network. And if you like what you hear, you can support Thunderquack in two ways. First, by going to store.thunderquack.com to buy some merchandise. And second, by going to thunder, uh, sorry, patreon.com slash thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support and getting some cool rewards. Uh, thank you for listening. I uh, thank you for it's a double episode, but we we did it. It's an hour. Uh, we, yeah. we crammed it in, and we managed to talk about Bandai model kits at the same time. Oh man! Uh, Let me go awesome. another one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank All you guys right. for listening. We'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.